This podcast is sponsored by Explore Worldwide. Explore offers guided travel holidays from city breaks to honeymoons. Explore's local tour guides and their small group adventures give travellers the opportunity to experience a country and not merely observe it. Whether it's a food and drink tour in the hilltop towns of Tuscany or a walking tour in the rice fields of Vietnam, Explore puts their trust in the quality of their local tour leaders so you get a better insight into your holiday destination. Head to exploreworldwide.com. Mick Lynch, General Secretary of the RMT Union. Um, What's happened and how are you feeling about it? Well, today our members have voted uh, overwhelmingly in in the 14 train operating companies to accept a proposal. Uh, That gives uh, an unconditional pay deal and a job security agreement of no compulsory redundancies to the end of next year. It also sets up a negotiating and consultation process from February next year until the end of April. So we've achieved an unconditional pay rise that our members will get backdated to the spring of last year, so about 20 months for most people, uh, which is good. They'll get that in time for Christmas. And we have not conceded on any of the points that the companies wanted to impose on us. That includes driver-only operation, which has gone off the table. As we know, the closure of all our booking offices in in Britain at the stations, uh, the cuts to staffing, and the changes to terms and conditions, which were very contentious. So none of that has been conceded. It's deferred until uh, the spring of next year. But that also means for the passengers and our public Uh, that there'll be respite from strikes by the RMT. Our members won't have to take action in defence of their terms and conditions, and we've got a way forward. That doesn't mean it's over. Um, It's up to the government and the companies what they put on the table next year. So I'm pleased that our members have voted decisively. We were neutral, uh, but they've all voted in the same way, of their own volition, and there's no mixed bag, and there's no doubt about the results, so that's a good thing. Why has it taken so long? We're almost up to... 18 months of um, sporadic strike action in in a very, very long and bitter dispute, the first one since the 1980s. Well, it's taken so long because of the intransigence of the government. They came forward with these sets of proposals that would have uh, were an attack, essentially, on railway workers. And they wouldn't concede. We had Grant Shapps, and then we had uh, Mrs Trevelyan, and now we've got Mark Harper, we've had prime ministers, we've had monarchs change all through that period Um, and we never wanted this dispute we just wanted a a reasonable pay rise and we want to work to our contracts of employment Uh, but that wasn't on the table and what finally happened is that their ticket office closure program collapsed we along with community groups disabled women's groups lots of others uh, defeated that uh, uh, completely it's been taken off the table and is not likely to come back and once that had happened the government didn't have anywhere to go And so they've enabled the companies, and the companies always wanted to put forward a proposal, but the government wouldn't allow that. So finally they've allowed a proposal to come forward, which isn't an exciting pay deal. It doesn't make up for the losses, but it does take us forward. And at least we've now got a process that everyone can understand. So how confident are you and how confident can rail passengers be that the RMT has concluded its industrial action and that you will be moving forward with talks on a local basis? Well, we've concluded the talks that were at stake in this dispute. The the drivers in our industry still have not got a 
a settlement. We've got some drivers in our membership, but it's been dealt with by another union mainly. So we'll see about that. But the RMT will not be on strike until at least uh, May, June next year. We'll be in a talks process which is set down in this this document. So we will not be taking strike action uh, on these issues. Uh, so people can be confident about that. Our members like that. They voted for it. But they're also ready and vigilant about what the companies bring back. So the government really needs to reflect on what it's doing. They've attacked every public sector worker in this country, from Scotland, Wales and all of England. We've got uh, consultants and junior doctors, we've got barristers, we've got all sorts of people that have been in dispute. We don't want that to happen. We want a bit of progress. Personally, I think the only way forward is to get another government that's got a new future for the railway, got a new deal for workers in general in the workplace, contracts, job security and earnings, of course. And I think we need change. And until we get that and people want to work with the workforce, want to work with uh, the employees uh, and the working class in general in Britain, we're not going to get that change. So less confrontation and more uh, cooperation with the trade unions would be in hand. From what you're saying, though, that sounds almost as though we have to wait for a possible change of government before there is going to be a solution that you and your members are happy with. Well, that's a possibility. And you've got to, if you look at uh, where the health workers are and where teachers are, they had a very long struggle to get a very modest pay rise. And, of course, the pay round will come around in the new year. We've got a network rail pay deal to do. Uh, which is due on January the 1st, and we haven't even had an offer on that. So these issues won't just go away. And the Chancellor's budget, uh, or Autumn Statement, a couple of weeks ago, set out more austerity, £20 billion worth of cuts, and that will come from the public services and public sector workers. And there may be more to come when the, the budget comes in February or whenever that comes to fruition. So the, the, this government hasn't changed its agenda. They seem to attack working people. Uh, throw them a, a, a bit of bread on one hand and take it out in the other. So we'll have to see how they how they respond. We don't want these disputes. We don't want this antagonism in our society. But that's where we are at the minute. We'd much rather get on with our jobs for a decent day's pay with decent conditions. Any advice for the other dispute that is going on for any of the parties involved? Maybe the train operators, maybe the uh, ministers who will sign off any eventual de deal, or indeed for ASLEF, the union involved? Well, I support ASLEF, and we've got some members in that as well, but ASLEF for the majority union. Uh, we want a deal for all railway workers. We want the companies to make reasonable proposals, and an unconditional pay offer would help that going forward, and then it would be up to the the driver members of the trade unions to, to see if that's good enough. But they know what needs to be done. They need to take all this nonsense, uh, these proposals off the table and put forward a straightforward, unconditional pay offer. Can I ask a, a final sort of almost personal question? So Midsummer's Day 2022, this all began. You were there on the picket line. Uh, we've had a whole series of strikes since then. Some of your m members have lost thousands of pounds in pay and it's also been very corrosive in terms of public confidence in the railway has it been worth it Mick? Well it's been worth it for our members we've defended our terms and conditions and for railway workers and anyone works 24-7 in effect the railways like that with maintenance and services provided what we want is to defend what we've got so we've defended our pension scheme which is vitally important a final salary pension scheme we've defended all of our terms and conditions we've not made one concession our members voted for that strike action four times under the legislation and they stuck by the campaign. 
And now they've got an outcome, which is an interim outcome, it's not more than that, which gives them a bit of peace at Christmas time and some back pay uh, that they can store up. So that is a step forward, it's progress in the dispute. It was worth it, our members wanted the campaign, and we think our efforts have galvanised many working people in this country to say we don't have to put up with the continual erosion and corrosion of our working lives, that there is an opportunity to come back at the employers and say, give the British worker a square deal so that we can get on with our working lives and look after our family and have the prospect of a brighter future. So yes, it has been worth it. And our members, I believe, will be prepared to take whatever action is necessary to go forward in the future. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.